Welcome to The Teacher's Story. I'm Jackie Scully. This is a podcast to elevate teacher voice. In this program, you will hear teachers sharing their journey into this profession and their ideas for education. I'm kicking it off Teacher Appreciation Week, which starts May 2nd. This is about honest, vulnerable, inspiring storytelling. It's a time and a space for teachers to share their ideas for the future of education. Teachers are beautiful beings who give their heart and soul to their community. They're innovators, they're inspirational, not only to children, but to the people around them. And they deserve to share their voice. So welcome to The Teacher's Story, enjoy. Hi, welcome to The Teacher's Story. I'm Jackie Scully. And today we have a very special episode since we have a former guest that will be on and she will be sharing more into our conversation about education reform and some ideas of education in the future. And that's Patsy Coy. So thank you for coming back, Patsy. Thank you for having me here again. Patsy was on episode 11, The Humanitarian Educator, and she is out of Malaysia. And I uh, met Gloria through Patsy. And actually, Gloria was Patsy's um, music teacher. So this is great connection. And today we have Gloria Chung with us. And she's an educator. Um, she is a pianist. And she has her own piano school founder of the Contemporary Keyboard Music of Madison. Very accomplished. I also am married to a musician, so I am very excited to learn more about your background. So thank you, Gloria, for being on the show. Great, thank you. I just want to qualify, but I taught in New York City. Okay. Soon after. Thank you. So my first question for you is what um, got you first maybe into music or um, wanting to play piano and then wanting to go into teaching and being at like a music school? Right. Um, what facilitated was when my parents, well, they were both musicians and I was born into the musical family and my dad was a teacher. So, you know, the, the myth was when I was, uh, I guess not a myth, um, my mom was telling everybody that when I was this wee bid, I would be going to the piano and playing like this. And then I would be telling the student, you played a wrong note. <laughs> My dad would say, no, don't say that. <laughs> so we shoo me off to the side. And so, but the love of what's, you know, what's after that, the environment that provides and the love having that interaction with people through music, mm. that was what, uh, what at the end really did it for me. I love that. Um, and so I like this like idea of, I have this love for playing piano, but I really wanted to connect with others and share their love. I was just um, talking with someone earlier today mm -hmm. and he was a scientist and yeah. he was like, I love science, but I don't want to just be in a lab by myself all day. Like I want to connect with people and I want right. to share my passion. It's like, I want to share my passion of music with others. And I think that's where you then kind of go right into education. Um, what were some of your like first experiences like as a piano teacher or music teacher? Well, uh, my dad took me to a symphony concert, a big concert. And that was the one that I can remember is San Francisco Symphony. You know, when I was uh, 10, I came to the States when I was 10, you know, and it just made a big impression on me. How did all these people play together? How were they it would read the music and, and facilitate their, you know, their ongoing corporate company like that. It was just such a big difference from a little piano studio 
to a big mm. a venue where the sound would just bounce off the wall. So I was just intrigued by one person, two people, to a huge maybe 50 or 60 people. So impressed by that. Mm. Mm -hmm. And um, can you share a little bit, and then maybe we can bring Patsy in at your experience with teaching Patsy? Yeah, well, it was, I think it was meant to be, you know, mm -hmm. it was, it was like, I, because there's only a few, you know, as you know, in a university setting or teaching any, any setting, um, you go through so many people you don't remember, right? Uh, I mean, I must have taught a thousand people and, wow. you know, that, yeah, during that time, so that we have a big class, we have one-on-one -on -one, and of all the individual uh, piano student I remember I mean it, because it's one-on-one -on -one and I know their background I know where they come from I know you know this connection again and uh but we just connected it was like from the get-go right away and we were just talking about the Persian market remember Patsy it was just that piece and I'm wow. like well you are just like you got the fingers now take a breath and look how we can when we do calmly, things will just kind of add on to, you know, to the palette, to the plethora of sounds, you know, and, and, and that, the connection, the instant connection, and, you know, she's a very bubbly person, so she's able to connect with all the faculty, so it wasn't just me that she was able to connect, um, but the individual that really sticks out with me is how they trust the way I lead them and you know and then she's like discovering because she knows because I you know I I was telling her if you know how students learn you can almost teach anything mm -hmm. any subject if you know how they learn you know and so that's how we connected uh try to get to know her world she opened it up and you know, it's this one-on-one -on -one therapy. It's almost like a, walking into therapy. Music is the plus, <laughs> you know. And we oh, have what a laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was just incredible, impressionable, and imprint for her as a young woman living in the states in a cold weather, cold country, you know, and to be able to adjust biculturally and 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 you know, learning to be in a college to survive, to get A, so that she has a good job afterwards. You know, there's all these things that you don't see later on, mm -hmm. right? Because you only see now four years, five, six, but you really don't know the journey that we're going to about to embark. Mm -hmm. And she's one of the few that hang on to this connection. And it's been working out so so beautiful. Now today she's in my book club. Oh. She's in my life just as much as a family member. You mm -hmm. know, it's it's spiritual that that binds and we mm -hmm. supplement ourselves, you know, because music is just what we do to serve and to discover about ourselves. Because great masters like Beethoven, you know, miss you know, all the all the great writers and 20th century women composer great women composers and we are able to connect with them in in the sense in the spiritual sense and mm -hmm. she's able to hang on to that so that's wonderful so patsy what was your experience like with being gloria's student or anything anything you want to share 
I've been so I've been so delighted to have her like you know like mentoring you know for not just from the music and we really like a live you know friendship like forever mm-hmm. I still remember our trip in Hong Kong oh my goodness we were so <laughs> Oh, so you took a trip oh, together. Just yesterday, yes. I performed wow. and she, I said, what's the nearest? How do I get you to come to Hong Kong? You know, do <laughs> some premieres, some women music, women composers, performers. She said, you know what? This is what I do all the time. I fly. <laughs> so, so <laughs> we take the ferry, whatever. So mm. she's out there in the, in the jiffy, you know, and I was so delighted. It just means so much to me. The music become more meaningful to me as a teacher, because I mean, this connection, I mean, we were able to just enjoy each other, you know, after a student teacher relationship, because mm. basically it's the friendship that lasts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Gloria is like, always be humble. You know, she, she not, she never like, okay, I am the professor, you know, you are just a teacher, wherever she teach, like she's really coming from her heart. I think this mm-hmm. is something, you know, as a student is always like, wow she's really paying a lot of good seat like you know to me that i can i bring along for everyone that i can oh. share well that's that's really yeah. good to hear we make the difference if it's just one person because then it's for sure it's spread out yes i love this connection because sorry my dog's barking in the background that's so okay that happens on some episodes real life the barker. <laughs> yeah. um i think when you're a teacher like just what you're saying like love for music like I love history and psychology. That's what I teach. But when you have that human to human connection and then you can develop a relationship after that, it's amazing. Like I'm going to have on a former student that I taught in Hawaii on the show. And like, we've stayed connected through like Facebook and whatnot. Um, And you just then are like two adults, you know, and they still want to call you like, at least like in American culture, they still want to call you by the last name. Yeah, and I had a former student like write to me, and I'm like, you can you can call me Jackie, and they like they, they cannot do it. They're like, I cannot call you that, and it's probably I feel the same way about the teachers that I had. Like I couldn't call them their first name, um, but to have that relationship and know that you made a difference in Patsy's life, and then you planted that seed, and then she's going on to do the work that she's doing. I mean, that's something that makes you so proud as a teacher too. Oh, so proud of her. So proud of her. And I'm just so happy she walked in for the short time that we had interacted and that lasted in our memory that during, that was the pivotal point in our lives. You know, she, uh, in her life too, she came to the States, wants to have a new future, you know, and I was at the point where I was wanting to have a new future. So it was, Mm. it was the timing and we created something beautiful through music and we created something that touches other people to grow Mm. you know and to think about what makes sense you know and and deeply basically deeply thinking what we do with music is Mm. such a a impact to others because we have this love for the people I mean if you look at Beethoven's life right? Mm-hmm. He, all his life, he was isolated, mm-hmm. you know, and we were at the time, Patsy, wouldn't you say we were isolated from our past world? Because we mm-hmm. were in the center to study, to sure. make the difference. Yeah, we were isolated in a way. And we had to study and because we had a task. Beethoven had a task. Beethoven had, uh, uh, you know, I mean, you don't blame him for not being social. He had to you know, he doesn't know how to social to the world, right? He had to yell. He's deaf, 
happening really yeah. took over his life. He couldn't perform anymore, right? He Because he couldn't hear. So I feel like we all need a little isolation mm. in order to bring our best out, what, to see what our mission was, to see what speak mm. to us, and to see what we're good at. And that was the that was the pivotal point where the sea was spread and we were both just like reflecting on how to carry out. Mm. Right. And then later on, Patsy transferred to uh, to St. Cloud. But she was happier because it has a better programming what she needed to do. But we maintained this relationship. We're still going on email. It was where the email, right? First, it was the, the www.com. Mm -hmm. It was during that time, you know, and so we were impacted as a societal person and we were impacted as uh, how do we change this technology, put it into our musical lives, mm -hmm. you know? And so, and then we didn't see each other until uh, well, I went to, to the 2010, right? 2000, no, it right. was 2000, yeah. Then went to, to, uh, to Hong Kong, to Hong Kong to perform and to resident uh, uh, teacher for a week and then we had friends amy amy also you know came to the performance <laughs> yeah yeah they That's all took listens to me. wow yeah. and it was the whole world means the whole world to me there were just five of us yeah. five of us in the audience plus the hong kong students right but the five of us that made this performance more meaningful mm -hmm. it, it's the highlight of, of, of my teaching career oh really wonderful wow and I love this idea of talking about isolation because you're talking about it at a time in your both of your lives where you were like isolated from, you know, your life, your family, and you had this time timing to come together and meet each other and have this relationship. And I'm thinking about like just isolation in the pandemic. I feel like you're right. Like sometimes when we go in and we isolate and we have this deep, you know, kind of reflection, we could think about what truly matters in our life and then really see the importance in these relationships and connections. Right. And I felt the same way, like as soon as I, I met Patsy and it mm -hmm. was like instant connection. She just has, has that as a gift, as like, that. you know, you just right. want to open up and talk to her and, and feel right. like you could say whatever. Um, right. But yeah, that's such a great point about isolation. And thank you for sharing that history about Beethoven. Right. And, and the thing is, I think she also was teaching us something, right? Because it's not just the student learn. No, we're teaching our teacher how to teach mm. by making mistakes, by making, and we were germinating. We were germinate this kind of like, how do I get that idea into her? How do I get that in, into him? How do I? So it was a time where you're right, deep thinking and reflect and now the world is opened up a little more that we actually I don't want to go back mm -hmm. <laughs> I want to be be more productive <laughs> when I'm isolated <laughs> you know I have yeah ideas this is our book club. I'm sorry I said this is why we have our book club that's right yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I think we don't need the people that give us a lot of headache, a lot of, at this time in my life, I know how to select my students. I wanted to be a little more selective, mm -hmm. you know, because time is of essence now. Right? Absolutely. So, 
Right. Yeah. So getting into this question, you actually wanted to dive into is, so you're talking about kind of this time, especially coming out of the pandemic. Um, what pieces are you currently working on? Oh, that's a great story because I, um, what's what I'm about to tell you, uh, because I also connected with my teacher and, and from Michigan who mm. have guided me. And uh, so the same way Patsy connected with me, I connected with Anina and unfortunately she passed away this last, mm. uh, you know, pandemic. Oh, no. She is of the last Russian born Russian trained with Horowitz Ashkenazi, all that great before this high technology YouTube, right? Gotta learn things fast. She was the the last of the true pure, I would say, the golden age of piano mm. playing and teaching in her uh, way of brilliance. But it would not fit into our current world of teaching. Mm. Um, so, so she actually says, you know, Gloria, it would be great if you revive the Chopin etudes. It would be great if you, because you you have spurts of inspiration and that's what you're good at. You don't continue. <laughs> you have great ideas. So she says, you know, it would be great to, for you to revive the Chopin etudes. You know, he, he wrote two books, Opus 10, Opus 25, and they're just gems their little little ideas and the first one is the one i don't play it's the most difficult for me and there are 12 in each book 12 and i play most of them but it's this first one and i she said you gotta face your enemy you gotta mm. face your fear you gotta face and so and i said oh well i need isolation i cannot see the people <laughs> if i need to go through that route mm. i have to lock myself up and practice and, you know, and I don't know if I can live like that, right? I need people, I need kids, I need affirmation, mm. just as much the students need affirmation for me, you know, and, uh, but I'm managed to just uh, every day, a little bit a day, mm. right? The book that we were reading, Atomic Habits, right? By Adam, yeah. And then there is uh, other things, yeah, the the, the mindset, mindset, you know, so she, yeah, she's, kind of spoke to me in a way that other teachers haven't or friends haven't because she knew me what I can do what the skill set mm. you know and so I have to go through the grinding again and I mean just do I want to go through the grinding yeah. <laughs> so, so it's 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 a daily fight if I want to go through that number one opus 10 number one you know maybe it's harder than I thought it would be you know, it's, mm. it's as you go through time, because you, you saw the great artists play and you yourself think, oh, you're not that great. And maybe you can't, you know, you can't do it. So it's so she's saying, face your enemy. You know, you could just be as good as they are if mm. you do it a little bit a day, you know. That's amazing. And I feel like when you have that type of mentor or teacher and they see something in you and that you yeah. know that you have it in you, but you're like, this is what I'm going to have to do to really bring it out. But she's saying, right. like, you need to do it. You need to face this fear and you got to move through it. And it's almost like a motivation right. for you is to do that, to, you know, kind of live out her legacy, right. As her student. Yeah. And to live out her legacy. Student. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and that will, that would be my regret if I didn't do it, that mm. she urged me on and, you know, and there's another regret. I wish I had delivered before she passed. Um, 
it was, she said, Gloria, why don't you come out to New York? David, another colleague of mine who was a conductor student, is here visiting me. And why don't we go back to the old time? And, you know, you just come and visit me for three, four days. And I'm just busy with life. I was selfish. I didn't think about, you know, making extra four days to go see her, you know. And I want to, but it was just the wrong time. I had other commitments. And so I I will go to, you know, to this day that I regret not making just four days. I mean, it's just one day out there, two days, you know, one day back and just two days staying with her. It wouldn't, it would meant the world to her, you know, and I didn't do it. Mm. Well, maybe by doing this work now, you can kind of, you know, go and like, again, live out her legacy and do something that she was like yes. inspired by you as a student and said, I would like to see you do this. Yes. So yes. Patsy, so. do you have something that Gloria either said or did for you that you are like now inspired or she saw a light or something in you and you're like, I'm gonna challenge myself to do this now that we're in this kind of theme. She told me, I remember one 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 sentence is very good. She said, life is all about packaging. <laughs> did you get it? True. Yes, packaging. What about packaging? I think I like, I, I kind of like about that accents. It's like we need to just grab everything in a little bit of this and a little bit of that so mm -hmm. we can diversify of whatever we taste of life. Mm -hmm. That's just the four seasons, right? How yes. we can make ourselves balanced, you know, good mental health state. And I believe everything is a divinely timing in order. And uh, most of the time, we, we wish we can be part of it. But the timing and the opportunity may not be allowed that certain phase to that time. But what it is, is good. Like no matter whatever, you know, we are going to pursue or we're going to embrace. Most importantly is like, we just grab the opportunity and not to be regret. And I, I think Gloria, just how you say, you know, you will regret. Actually, I don't mm. see that as any regret point because mm. you have done the best for you. And I believe everything is just a divine timing. You know, just for you to to take another step, you know, to to work on it, and and it's all good. Yeah, I think you said it right. I mm -hmm. think the regret is just at the moment thing that you didn't mm -hmm. fulfill her wish. You mm -hmm. know, you know, and and you're right. The deeper and the better adjustment to that is that you just live her legacy out, like Jackie was suggesting. You know, and that should be my you know, gold standard now, you know, is that following what she wished for. And, and, and I remember when I was telling you about this new thing that you're getting into because you're adventurous. You are always about learning and you want to connect with people and you want to help people. And the way that you are, the post-pandemic world that we're living in now is how do we recoup, right? How mm. do you get back to this healthy mental health? And you have it. You just know how to use the high technology <laughs> and how how do I get connected with Jackie? That's mm -hmm. incredible, right? It's through this right. social media. Such a powerful it is. platform. Yes. Uh, Patsy's I, a master connector. <laughs> yes. 
Are you sure well, we, need to, we need to filter the right people because it's like I think the intention is very critical and very vital. Yeah. And I always feel like you know we need to connect the right people, mm. right? You know, finally connect. This is like how we connected, like you know, Jacqueline, you know, and and Gloria right now. Things happen, right? Right. So right. and and the intention. So we just need to be more empower each other and and the authentic city. I mean, mm-hmm. nowadays, people are so fear, you know, to be bringing who they are as a real person mm-hmm. because of the social media. But yeah. there's nothing, that is, that is all right. You know, this, it, what is the missing part is like, because we are not, we are trying to be, I have to use that word, just be a little bit more, you know, low key, mm-hmm. right? And right. we want to make sure, you know, we are in the safety zone. Right. I think these safety two zone. elements, yeah, the safety zone. We need to. This is why I say, you know, most of the time we connect people, is better because nowadays the society, you know, we misuse and also mm. we, you know, abuse. Yes. You know, the, the 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 trust, the trust policy. True. Very true. We've seen that even on LinkedIn. Yeah, <laughs> the <more convenient laughs> like on the LinkedIn. So now, right? so now, Jacqueline, you know what? I love my mentor. I love my teacher so much. And how come my like my students they also love me because we give guidance, right? Right. right. We're mentoring yeah. in the right, you know, in in the proper way. Oh. This right. is yeah. so important mm-hmm. in yeah. education, you know, in education system. <laughs> yeah, and this kind of gets into my my part about like. And coming from different backgrounds, like how you see education today and how like generally we could make it better and like what we need to do to fully serve our students. Um, that's a question I always ask. So I'll, I'll ask you first, Gloria, and then Patsy, if you want to share anything too. So anything that you kind of, especially coming out of the pandemic and what we can learn from the pandemic and our takeaways and what we should really focus on in education, um, you know, and you're here in America, so we, we know there's a lot of things that can get better in our education system. My philosophy is this, um, just like Patsy said, with all these other things that's not safe online, I ban technology in my classes. Okay. That's number one. I go back to the old style. I study the successful cultures that lead the way of education in the world, Scandinavian country, mm-hmm. Norway, Finland, how are they successful? Piece of paper mm-hmm. and the pencil and pen. Books, interactive human interaction. So in my drama class and music, now I'm teaching drama. Drama, it's not about looking at other movies, actors, all that, and technique. But at that young age is to know what the stories are about. You get to the point and then what's the takeaway? So they read, we read, we write script books, we make script books. We don't go online. Mm. So I'm free of, number one, that is free of all the safety issue that I don't have to teach them. Because they know what books to go to, what area is their adventure, fable, mystery, fiction, nonfiction, mix that up together. So, and I'll study how, and they don't take tests. You know, if you go to Finland, they don't take tests until they're up to high school, the Hochschule, which is a different academia standard. So their high school is almost like our avocational college. And so they stay on for a long time. That's when they take 
technology. That's when they take the tests. So all the kids are induced to do is read what they love, what they motivate mm. them. And they have enrichment schools after school, after the, and they have long lunch breaks, and then they have sleeping in because it's daytime. Mm. Daytime is very short. Right. So, yeah, so it's a different, so I study how they study and how they're successful. So that's number one. Number two, um, screen time on the eyes, mm. you know, that also prevents them from thinking correctly. And I ask them how they go to sleep and how they eat. Well, when they eat, they have iPad. So it's enough time in their lifetime, daytime, uh, to have, you know, the technology. So it's not the problem that they're going to have fear because now the older generation has fear, right? People jump off the window because they don't know how to order online. Mm -hmm. So so that's a fear of not knowing how to do it. Well, it's not the case. So, and so I'm, it's just a note to the teachers out there. Uh, it's just a little balance act mm -hmm. with knowing how to stay safe and the grade that I'm teaching, it doesn't affect them. So, you know, up to fifth grade, they can be no technology as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like I teach psychology. So we talk a lot about development and like your cognitive development at little kid through your, you know, preteen, early teen years is so critical. And that's where we're seeing kids on technology the most, especially with their phones. I know it's really hard for parents not to get a phone for their kid, but to see six-year-olds like constantly on their phone, I'm like, wow, this is change that's rewiring their brain. And so yes. when they become a young adult, they're like, their brain is addicted to it and they don't know how to actually create that balance. So what these um, countries in Scandinavia are doing, and I've learned a lot about like Denmark too, and this like yes, holistic too. education play, mm -hmm. even mm -hmm. in this cold mm -hmm. weather, getting outside, being out in nature, they just seem to like get it and be doing it right. And I, I would love <laughs> to see that more here in America. Yeah. So Patsy, what are some of your ideas either with that or others? <laughs> That is so funny because last social Saturday, I was just talking about the metaverse. Yeah. How the children- It's like the other way. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Now we talk, we touched base about the metaverse. Actually, well, we have to go into, you know, the whole, actually everything is just about the tools for us, but how we need to be more neutralized, look into it because metaverse, basically if that can consider as immersive technology, Actually, it will be advanced for all this education technology as well. Hmm. For example, right, you know, I mean, as I told you, I just joined into the idea, uh, the, the IDRN, I think, yes. That part, I can feel it. Let's say if there is a flood come in, but for the metaverse creator, they want to make it more into the high risk, but it's just by the VR. The children can go into the metaverse and just make sure that it's just a VR. It's not a real, you know, the reality, but they can, how they can like, you know, get out from the flood by these soft scales, mm. right? And also like, let's say the, the hurricane is coming in, right? Everywhere is at the fire, the volcano and everything, but based on the VR, how can they be safely and get out? Mm. I think these mm. are something, you know, we don't have to be in the reality into that, into that scenario mm -hmm. yet. By metaverse in certain things, actually, if the educator or you know the metaverse creator, 
they can plan and they can design something into more immersive like for safety mm. or mm. so a lesson yeah yes. so lesson. right yeah so it will be enhanced right you know mm. for the children you know go into gamification mm. because because think about it what what the children's you know job they play the, the, their job is just by playing right you know they, yeah like, they learn through playing play, right? yes that's yes. right we all know about mm -hmm. it, you know, coming from early childhood education. So what happened, let's say if they create a whole content itself, we still will give them like, you know, the rewarding part, the endorphin, you know, all the stuff like to just reward them. Yes. They can still get into the gamification, but the story content and the whole VR content with the goggle lens, it will be so much better in a different way. Yes. Do you guys see what I see now? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's, it's kind of like we have to live in the next phase of our world in a hybrid sense, right? Like we have these new technologies that are really powerful and like the metaverse can be really immersive. Like I can imagine as a social studies teacher, like all of my kids can't ever afford to go to like Africa or Europe in their lifetime. So we can go and take a virtual field trip like to Rome <laughs> or to South Africa. And I could do a historical lesson about like the apartheid in South Africa and they could see like the land and maybe even have like avatars in there that are from there <laughs> talking right. to them. <laughs> and so you could have that, but then have kind of what Gloria is doing where there's time and space to like, we're not on technology, right? So like we're doing this with humans in front of us, we're talking, we're writing, we're engaging, but then maybe have these modules where we are can we can use VR and be completely immersive. And we have this like kind of hybrid type of education. And I think it's up to educators and the whole system, like Patsy was, you know, sharing with me this summer to learn about the metaverse because it's going to be there and the mm -hmm. kids are going to be there. And we're going to have to also teach them balance and control, right? Yeah. Like, so you don't go deep dive into this new technology and they completely lose sense of reality because that definitely can happen, right? Cool. Yes. Yeah. It's the balancing and and uh, and the fact, I mean, you know, the, the the parents, right, and also the teachers, once they know like some sense of control, right, mm. you know, for the children, you know, because it's like they have to like, I think 13 years old, then they will be able to enter to the metaverse. So from that point of view, you know, so they will know what's the limit and what are the mm. things that supposed to comply the regulation so after all the parents will let them know you know well you know what i can be the avatar i can come into it because the metaverse is like freely you know you can go into whatever kind of like avatar id that you want to carry along mm -hmm. so once maybe like the parents can interact with them in the avatar mm. you know, to the id but just a different personality yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And have maybe more hmm. influence in their lives too. Yes. And I think this could be the next kind of, cause they're calling it web three. This could be the next like experiment um, to have a powerful technology, but have hmm. more parental control and have teaching around how to use it. Because when social media came out, which was like considered web two, so Facebook, Instagram, you know, yes. all of, nobody knew enough about it or knew the right. impact that we just like threw people out there on there it, and like young kids sorry. could do whatever they want <laughs> and it was not controlled at all and nobody no. was nobody was really watching it and I think what we're learning is if we're going to do something even more powerful adults need to be involved if children right. are on there we need to right. be involved we right. need to be part of that scene 
we need to have controls in place. We need to be teaching them how to use powerful technology, but when mm-hmm. to get off of it and have real life conversations. Yes, and have real life conversations. So maybe that's where this is going to go is that it's going to help, um, you know, put in that level of control and balance. We didn't have it for social media in that's the beginning. Right. Yeah. And, and my, in my concern coming from like, you know, mental health, uh, you know, critical standpoint, most importantly is that just not to lose their soul. In right. <laughs> because most of them, you know, they can be, well, there's a different, you know, personality, right. And some of the spiritual, you know, pathway, if they're mm-hmm. not strong enough to know where they stand mm-hmm. for, this mm-hmm. is the most risk part, the high risk, you know, the dangerous way that we, I mean, as a caregiver or educator, this is something we have to monitor a kid mm-hmm. after they come up with the metaverse. Right. Well, mm-hmm. you know, it's like that movie, Minority Report. Yeah. You can just get in and get out, but some people never made it out. Yeah. So it's it's dangerous enough the way we have now on the computer and mm-hmm. much less <laughs> to talk about more about, you know, what's in the metaverse and um I just, I just don't want to even fathom. I, I think enjoy the moment mm-hmm. and we're in such a moment kind of thing. And, and, you know, their friends and people, family members, as you know, Patsy, right. My sister is all about future, right. That's right. Uh, what do I think? Mm-hmm. And that's going to create more anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, what am I going to do? What am I going to, you're always preparing. You don't see the moment of enjoyment, what life can offer you. That's you know, right. you don't see a beautiful rose that's giving mm-hmm. off the beautiful scent and the redwood tree. You know, if you can enjoy that, what's the meaning of life, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like these are great conversations to have because part of education is not just teaching your subject, but it is teaching these skills of, again, balance and being in the moment and having powerful tools that can expand our consciousness. But how do we make sure we don't lose ourselves completely in it that is part of the educator's job too is to talk about these things and be transparent with students just like on a micro level not the metaverse but I teach in my class um, how to read the news and how not Mm -hmm. how like to be sold into these headlines or sold into like the manic stories and like all the bias that can come out of different news sources and they're trying to like suck you in and then get us polarized and fighting with each other. And so I teach that in the class. We're not just talking about current events, but we're talking about, they know what they're doing. They're a business. They're making money. You have to learn how to dissect through all of it. Take what you think is important. I need to be in the know in the world, but then how to like push away the clutter you know, yes. and have your own mind, be in control of your That's own right. mind. So we do need to be teaching that in schools. And I think also, I love what you said, Gloria, about being in the present. Right. I don't, students today don't know how to be in the present. They don't know how to sit still. I mean, this is constantly <laughs> going. That's why the mindfulness is very important. Mindfulness. Gloria, yeah. Both always enjoy the real moment. Yes. <laughs> LA. So teaching mindfulness would be yes, mindfulness. key in school you know, gratitude, teaching gratitude, like, what are you grateful for right now? So um, I have, I had this like metacognition journal, where I get kids to also think about like their thinking, but what they're literally like presently aware of right now. And we've done that also like outside sensory experience. But if I give them like a prompt, like to think deeply about it, 
and how even being outside and like smelling, you know, the, the plants and flowers and feeling the breeze, like they've often even said, like, I don't know, I just think better. Like I think more deeply when I'm taking in my senses too. And so they think about their thinking and it's like, that's great. Think about your thinking when you're on constantly on social media. What, Love is your brain, <laughs> what does your brain feel like? It feels like you're on like a hamster wheel. <laughs> you know? I love that. Yeah. So I think even like getting them to think about their actual cognitive process that mm-hmm. they're going through in that. These are great ideas. Wonderful. I love Wonderful it. Wonderful idea. I love that. Cognitive ideas. And yeah, the hamster, you know, and I'm, teaching ukuleles I say you know oh, yeah, yeah. round it off like a hamster <laughs> I love that <laughs> yeah yeah that's wonderful mm-hmm. well so great having you on Gloria and Thank and you. having Patsy back on and learning about your connection and story together and I always add um, information about my guest in the show notes and I can always add Patsy's information again too so how can our listeners find you do you have a website or where are you on I- I have YouTube channels. So just type in Gloria Chuang, C-H-U-A-N-G, piano and all kinds of stuff. Uh, If you want to hear some imagery, just type in imagery, Gloria, you know, there's, I'm on YouTube. Okay, great. I'll link that in the show notes. And I definitely want to check out your videos as well. So thank you so much for being on the teacher story. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting. I I appreciate you too. (laughs) This has been great. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Have a great day too.